0: Hey friends and foes, welcome to the Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott, and today we're talking about grief and art. I'm not really sure if I'm going to post this episode, but um, but if I do or don't, it doesn't matter as long as I'm I'm talking about these things. I think this year I've experienced a lot of death, and I'm not going to name who died in my life and when it happened or anything like that. But I've I've experienced it over and over again in 2022, and it it's tough to make art when you're sad. It's tough to make art when you're grieving. And I I guess I want to talk about how I'm going about meeting my deadlines and things that I know I can let fall behind and how kind of grief has affected me and, and kind of how I'm processing it through doing art. I don't have any notes written down for this episode like I normally do, so it might be succinct, it might be kind of stream of consciousness, it might be all or none of those, so please bear with me and I, I hope you get something out of this. If, if anything, um, some compassion would be, would be nice to have and to kind of understand. I'm not, I'm not good at sharing when things aren't going well with other people and especially with the internet. If you look at my Instagram page right now, you won't be able to tell that something's going on, that things are happening, except for maybe I'm posting less than I normally do. I'm currently at the tail end of the 21 day tea house prep. I've got about a week left on that. And I'm in the middle of the seven day art challenge, which is something I do twice a year or so. And I'm, and I'm dealing with with loss and with grief. When I am in a state of sadness, when I'm in a state of grieving, of depression, of loss, I, my vice is sleeping. I tend to oversleep. I'll take too many naps. Instead of doing my errand, I will sleep. Instead of doing chores, I'll sleep. And so when I am grieving, it's important for me to have meetings to go to, it's important for me to have friends to meet up with, it's important to go out for meals, because otherwise I I get really stagnant and stationary. Another thing that shows up when I am in a state of grief is my dyslexia kicks in really, really hard. <laughs> I have trouble reading things, I become really forgetful, I will read the clock and see the numbers all wrong. <laughs> i will give poor directions i will go into a room and forget where i was maybe that's not dyslexia but it's it's like my my memory goes away and my attention like it, it like evaporates it's it's interesting and when you're in positions like that where you know you you are unable to read things in the correct order and you miss a meeting with your family about something and you miss a zoom call that you were supposed to go to and you know things like that it's it's important to give yourself some grace it's important to give yourself space and it's important to not put all the pressure of your artwork on yourself while you're trying to to process what's what's been going on in your life as artists we have deadlines because we're running small businesses here and the work has to get done, and you have to you have to deal with life continuing despite your loss i think I think giving yourself some grace to miss appointments, giving yourself grace to push back a deadline, giving yourself grace to just be with yourself is really important. So basically what I'm doing today is I I had all sorts of things planned. I was going to stream. I was going to start a painting. I was going to feed myself. <laughs> and um, instead, I forgot about a meeting, and I cleaned our kitchen table off, and I couldn't make myself go to the studio until I knew that I had <laughs> a deadline at 4:30, which is an hour away from now, and I thought, okay, I have an hour. Let's try to do something with this hour before we meet our friends for for dinner tonight. I set up the 7-Day Art Challenge two months ago. I was really excited for it. I started announcing it and showing it around, and I have done one day of the challenge. I've drawn one thing, and we're on day four, and on top of grieving, I feel like I'm letting down people who have joined this challenge, who are looking at my own participation in it. And I'm just putting cop-out screenshots of older artwork on on my stories to kind of show that I'm still, you know, participating in it, but it's not really participation. And it feels doubly sad because I was really looking forward to this challenge. But making something with my hands right now just feels like it's exposing how sad I am. With my art, I try to bring positive energy to people. And so I'm really careful about what I put onto the internet. I'm careful about what I present myself as to the world. Not that I'm saying that Stephanie Scott never has a bad day, because that's obviously not true. But that by only showing you know mediocre days and upward towards positivity it creates a, a a half truth but it's it's the brand if that makes sense i feel like if i make art right now it'll just be it'll be dark and it'll it'll hold the energy of my grief and i don't want to put that in someone's house <laughs> you know and and sometimes i do make art when i'm in these sad states when i'm got a depressive spell or whatever but i i never show it to people like maybe my partner but i never i never put it up for sale i never i never show it off as a shiny new brand exciting brand new exciting thing you know it's it feels too personal for that and the the other thing about posting about sadness on on your social media on your website or whatever is that people will ask you how you are I went to a movie recently with some friends. There's like a group of 10 of us and I haven't really said anything online about what's been going on in my life. And, you know, my friends who know me well were immediately texting my partner and being like, hey, Luke, is, is Stephanie okay? And for my friends, I appreciate that concern, that intuition they have about, about living. And, but I don't, I don't want that sort of reminder of, sadness from you know my my followers or my clients when when they have a relationship with me about artwork that's that's a boundary i want to keep where when people talk to me about my artwork it's about you know the geometry and it's about the feeling of abstraction and it's about the technicality of brushworks (laughs) and it's it's about the joy of painting and I, I don't want it to be about, you know, the, the sadness in my life or even, like, the extreme happinesses in my life. I I want to keep that private. And I don't really know how I got on this topic. It's a train of thought, but it's, it's better to have that separation in my brain. And maybe that's what happens when your artwork becomes work as a business and not just artwork as your hobby. So today, when I was supposed to have a meeting... With a charity I'm working with, when I was supposed to stream on Twitch for the seven day art challenge, when I was supposed to put the backing on several paintings for my upcoming art show, and when I was supposed to answer some emails, and instead I cleaned a little bit and was on TikTok for too long, <laughs> which I never do, and uh, when I canceled plans with people and didn't really say why. I, I did those things out of, I guess, respect for my brain and acknowledgement of what I'm capable of in this state. When you're an artist and you have deadlines, like an art show at a tea house coming up, and uh, you've, you've stayed on track as much as you could, and then, you know, the thing happens and you get a little bit derailed. I'm finding that it's important to remind myself that I don't need to punish myself for not staying on track in these moments. That if I don't get the final painting done for this art show, it's okay because I have a big inventory of paintings just on the rack back there. I can pick something that I've already made or I can order a print and have that framed and that'll be perfect. And, you know, if I need to take this week and a half I have between right now and hanging the show, and all I have to do left is make the labels and print out an inventory list and pricings. That Those are low-impact items. Those can be broken up into as many steps as I need them to be. And if my seven-day art challenge isn't as interactive as I originally wanted it to be from my on my end, that's that's okay, because that's where we are. And this won't be the last time I do the 7-Day Art Challenge. If my 21-Day Video Series is becoming more and more sparse because of the things that have happened, that's also okay. And it's not like I'm I'm giving up those projects or ambitions or whatever. It's that I'm letting them have more time, because I have to. On my to-do list for October and November, I have some commissions to do. And I'm going to choose not to work on them until I'm feeling a little bit farther away from the grief. Because I want to give my collectors a product they really love that has all of the excitement and vitality and promise that I've, you know, given to them about what their art might look like and how they've seen other work that I've done in the past, the recent past at least, and and give them something really good. So, I'm going I'm going to extend the deadlines. I'm going to send them a message to be like, "Hey, things are happening in my life and I need a couple more weeks to do this." And I've I've never had a client say, "No, <laughs> that they need it sooner." And if they do say no, I'll simply refund their money because that's that's what you do cuz you're a business. <laughs> I'm finding with grief that I have about an hours worth of energy per day to do things. For my art business, got little boosts of energy for thirty minutes to an hour to clean, or start the washing, or go on a walk. And then I, then I'm out of like juice. (laughs) Then I'm out of my social batteries too. I went for that movie recently, and afterwards, my friends wanted to get drinks, and so I went with them to this bar, and I. (laughs) It was probably out of social juice after like 15 minutes. I just got really, really quiet. And I think that made everyone notice something wasn't right even more. But, you know, I kind of just existed and I think that's okay. (laughs) I'm trying not to feel bad about not participating in things, but it's, uh, I have to remind myself a lot. Another thing I'm noticing lately is that my, my spaces that I live in have become really cluttered. And I think when my desk gets cluttered and my studio gets cluttered, it's it's a direct reflection of my mental state. So I, I've i been feeling like, okay, let's let's tidy up a small section each day. So today I did the kitchen table and, uh, you know, I might do another little section tonight of one of my bookshelves, not the whole bookshelf, but like a single shelf and, you uh, you know, throw away the trash and take out the recycle, because I feel like when you have a clean surface, when you have a clean space that you're existing in and creating in, it leads for a better, better mental space to go with it. A few weeks ago, Nicole Baker, who's been a productivity coach for me, gave me a suggestion of getting a uh, like a, a little Pomodoro timer and setting myself, you know, 15 or 20 minutes to do a task and being done when the time was up. And I didn't really try it before the thing. <laughs> but, but I think I'm going to try it this week. I have a little timer. It's very cute. It's got a light on it. It's like a little box. And each side has like five minutes or 30 minutes. And the, the side that you set upward is the timer, which is fun. And I, I think I might need to do that to carry on, you know? <laughs> and right now my brain is saying... We should definitely not post this episode because I don't want people to hear me like this. <sighs> but I think as as artists, you we we gotta be truthful with ourselves and as people and as a as a woman, I, I feel like I spent a lot of years in my childhood not saying things. Not confronting my own feelings and I don't want I don't wanna be like that anymore, you know? My boyfriend asked me something Last night, and he's like, "Stephanie, what's something you're looking forward to tomorrow?" And I said, "I was looking forward to streaming." I I didn't do that today, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do it tomorrow because I think it is good to interact with people, and even if it's a short stream, maybe just an hour, I think that'll be a good use of energy. And it'll it'll feel right. Are you someone who has a lot of sketchbooks? Like, do you draw or doodle or? Or just note take, make to do lists in, in sketchbooks. I always have one sketchbook going, and it's where I tape in pictures I find from magazines, or a postcard my pen pal might send me, or my uh, you know chores list, or things I'm thinking about. And I have I have my main my main journal, and sometimes I paint in it, sometimes I draw in it. Not usually though, but occasionally it's fun. I also have a second journal and where I might go through one sketchbook every eight months or so, this other journal I've had for seven or eight years. And this journal is my grief journal. Anytime something tragic or really upsetting happens, I I pull out this specific journal and I write the date and I write what's happening and... What I'm feeling like, and I make little drawings and sketch and sketches and whatever, and I take a pause from my normal one, and I write in the grief journal for as many days as I as I need to, and at at some point you do stop feeling sad, and at that point I'll I'll put the grief journal away, and I'll go back to my normal sketchbook, and even if I have lingering feelings about whatever event has happened, I I won't pick up the grief journal again, I'll, I'll let it be. It, it kind of exists in the moments of sadness. And I almost never go back and do it and look at it and read it. But for me, having that separation of things I'm like excited about and things I'm interested in and questions I'm asking myself in my normal journal versus the sorrow I feel in these ex- more extreme moments and having that as a separate space, it's easy to go back to. It's easy to let the grief go when I put it in that separate space. My my mother recently sent me a bunch of photos and videos of the thing, and it's in our little group chat. And I, I went to ask her about something, and then I saw those pictures again, and I just started crying. And I know, and I know in a few months I'm going to be really appreciative of those photos and videos, and that I'll be able to look back on them with... With happiness, but it's the same idea where when you open up your sketchbook and you're feeling good, and the page you open up to is the day of grief, month of grief, the several months of grief or whatever it is, and it puts you back in that headspace. Does that make sense? I'm looking forward to painting again, and I'm going to try and just mix some color tomorrow, if anything. If you're not in a space of grief and you're... You're interested in making when you feel in grief easier. I did this exercise as part of the Get Productive program, and I didn't realize how valuable it would be. (laughs) Dyslexia again. Um, (laughs) Until I started feeling like this. But the exercise was to write down a list of things that help you relax and bring you happiness, whether you're at home or you're with somebody else. Or you're, you know, it's sunny out or it's raining and you get to go outside. To to write down this list of things you can do to help boost your spirits, it's been really nice (laughs) because I think, at least for myself, that when I'm feeling sad, I don't, it doesn't occur to me to go on a walk. It doesn't occur to me to make plans for tea with my best friend. It doesn't occur to me to call one of my parents (laughs) and just chat with them. But when I, when I, the thing happened, I, I happened to like catch wind, <laughs> so to speak. And I had a, I had a, about 40 minutes where I was like feeling good and I pulled out that list and I just planned as many things as I could into my calendar of things that felt good. Not like I was packing whole days full of like a uh, walk and then friend and then read and then skate and then blah, blah, blah. It was like, okay. One of these each day. <laughs> One of these is go meet your friend for dinner. One day is go take a walk. Another day is call your sister. Another day is etc You know what I mean? And, um, that, that wind of good feeling ended because of course it did. And, um, then, you know, yesterday I went out to dinner with my partner and today I'm going out to dinner with two of my friends who I actually haven't seen for a while. And, um it's something to look forward to and i think that's important i think it keeps you going i don't know how i want to end this episode i think i want to end it with with this you know what you what people present to you online is is never the whole truth it's probably not even 10% about what's going on in their life and if things look good and they look great and they look amazing you know you you never know it it might it might not be i hope you Take a chance to be kind to someone today. I feel like if you see me online by the time this episode goes <laughs> goes live and you're seeing me posting regular videos again and you see me posting comments and chatting with people, I'm probably feeling a lot better. And I'm looking forward to being that Stephanie again. But for now I'm not I'm not trying to hurry up the grief process. I'm just gonna try and let it be. Thanks for listening, friends and foes, and thanks for supporting me in my art journey through its ups and its downs. Soon I'll have a show up where you can come see my artwork in person, and if you're in the Seattle area, I'd love to meet with you and talk about art together. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll see you next time. Bye!